It has been too long. Very happy and excited to be relaunching the Final Score podcast. I am your host, Greg Swatek, and every week we'll aim to make this the place where we discuss all of the latest happenings in Frederick County sports. We'll take a look back at the week that was. We'll take a peek at the week ahead, and every week we'll aim to bring on a guest for an in-depth conversation about their life and what they may be up to in their individual or team athletic pursuits. Our guest this week will be uh, Kevin Kendro. He's the supervisor of athletics and extracurricular activities for Frederick County Public Schools. Boy, I tell you, it's been a very eventful last year for uh, Kevin and his staff and the Return to Play Committee. And uh, we're on the verge of what we hope is a fairly normal full uh, fall sports season. That will uh, kick into gear uh, this weekend. Uh, We'll ask Kevin about what the last 18 months have been like for him and his staff and the effort it has taken to get us to this point of almost normalcy. We'll also talk to Kevin about what lies ahead, too. Does he anticipate any setbacks since uh, we're still in the middle of this uh, pandemic? It's it's not over yet, uh, unfortunately. Uh, and what are the latest policies and protocols pre- for preventing an outbreak uh, with Frederick County Public Schools uh, sporting events? And uh, what is Kevin anticipating once the games uh, begin? Uh, so we look forward to our conversation with Kevin in just a couple of minutes. Uh, but first, uh, week one of the high school football season is upon us. There's a full slate of games on Friday night involving all 12 uh, Frederick County football teams. It's the first time in a while uh, we could say that. Ten public schools, uh, two private schools, and the two privates uh, are uh, St. John's Catholic Prep and Maryland School for the Deaf. And here to discuss all of that and the return of fall sports in general is my colleague here in the Frederick News Post Sports Department, John Cannon. Uh, John has been on with us many times before. We always enjoy having him on. John, how are you, sir? Oh, fine. Uh, glad to be back. Yeah. Does it, does it feel like things are getting back to normal? Yeah, right now uh, it does, uh, especially compared to a year ago and even you know last spring when they had that kind of last-minute season. Uh, yeah, it's a – yeah. Right now, I say yes. Yeah. Well, what are you anticipating? Do you think there could be some hiccups and bumps in, in the road along the way? Yeah, I fear there might be. I mean, you just look at what's happening around the country, and and uh, you know, you wonder. I don't know if they're going to shut things down, but do they some, at some point limit the fans? Remember when they started off back in the spring with like football, there was a limited amount of fans and that type of thing. Maybe they go back to that. Who knows? Hope not, but. Yeah, I mean, uh, we have the vaccine now, so so that that's a good thing. That might help. Uh, I, I mean, that's a tool we didn't have last year, so that mm-hmm. might help prevent uh, the horrible uh, fall and winter uh, we had last year. And uh, I, I think for the indoor sports that masks will be required. We'll, t- we'll, t- we'll talk to Kevin about mm-hmm. that. Uh, for volleyball, I, I think to watch a volleyball match inside, um, you, you'll have to wear a mask, but otherwise, I, I think there's no real restrictions. I mean, they, they expect full crowds. Mm-hmm. I know they're looking forward to that again because there was no revenue coming in uh, last year, no gate or ticket revenue coming in for, for these games last year. And I and I and I think that everyone will be able to conduct business as usual. But again, we'll 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 talk to Kevin about all this and get all the latest protocols and restrictions that may be in place and, and sort of what he, what he's expecting. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, t- it's tough to say uh, w- w- with this Delta variant and, and who mm-hmm. knows what other variants might be coming down the pike. So, 
So we hope it's normal, but 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 again, it's impossible to look ahead. Really, I think I've heard that some of the uh, Northern Virginia districts of maybe other they're either thinking about having kids have to get shots in order to play sports, or they might have in some cases actually put that rule forward. Which yeah, is well, well, we'll ask Kevin about that too, uh, because I I, th- I think uh, Loudon and Fairfax County in Virginia mm-hmm. have mandated um, that uh, that all uh, student athletes. Uh, uh, get vaccinated and I, I think that's created a whole uproar um uh, down there with, with some people that don't like that but um but we'll, we'll ask kevin about that and, and just see what he's expecting uh, coming into this fall year but uh but let's talk about uh, some of these games uh it's nice to have a full slate of um of uh uh, football games uh, to talk about. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll have uh, the profits uh, uh, in, in the paper this week, and um, and he, it's nice to have the out of county matchups too. I mean, uh, last spring we just had pretty much Frederick County teams versus Frederick County teams, so it's nice to see them mm-hmm. uh, be be able to play some some out some out of county matchups. Um, uh, based on what you've seen, based on what you heard, who do you think will be the strongest? Uh, football teams this year probably the usual suspects Linganore, uh middletown walkersville uh right now um and i mean there there's some gray areas out there i mean yeah you gotta wonder i mean some of these you got a lot of new coaches now or you, i call them new now in some cases like at catoctin uh and tuscarora they coached during that short spring season but they, this is their first full-fledged year uh, you got TJ. I mean, they're coming. Yes, they played some spring games last year, but they, you know, they're they're less than two years removed from folding. So yeah, I mean, of, first varsity season, first full varsity season since uh, 2018, right? Right. Yeah, because right, right. they only played the one game in uh, 19, like you said. Mm-hmm. So, um, so and and a lot of new, a, a lot of the best players from every team they graduated um yeah. uh, uh from the spring we, we lost a lot of very good players mm-hmm. uh who were seniors uh in, in the spring season at least they got that chance to play but um right. but it sort of lends a bit of a unknown to this season because you don't know who the the big stars will be i mean walkersville has a receiver mm-hmm. uh tight end receiver in jeremiah franklin who's already committed to play boston college so so you you, you have to assume he's in line for a big year but but mm-hmm. other than that it's, it's hard to think of who, right now right. Uh, before a game has even been played who 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 the stars might be and it'll sort of be fun to watch that unfold yeah, agreed yeah agreed. yeah uh middletown is the returning um, county champs uh, you, you were out at their practice mm-hmm. and talked to colin DeWater. just just what's what's the sense um uh with, with middle middletown right now well like last spring they had a, a strong defense it also two top defenders but they returned a lot of new they had such a good defense they return a lot of key guys uh, so I, I look for them to be tough. I mean, hey, especially early in the season, defense rules. I mean, it does all year, and uh, they're they're going to be tough. Of course, they have to replace their quarterback at Gage Queen. They had two guys battling it out in the preseason. Good, good receivers too, and Matthew Mancini right. and um, uh, uh, Jason Houck. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have guys to replace. Um, uh, uh, the the running back um, uh, they have to uh, uh, replace too, but but yeah, that Middletown defense has been really good. Caden uh, Fisher was the running back. And not to yeah. pick on you for that, but the fact of the matter is they've thrown a lot recently. Middletown, unlike past Middletown teams, maybe you might see them go back to a little bit more of a running 
team that they were pre 2019. You know, right? Yeah, because because the quarterback is will be new and mm-hmm. and, and a, a little more inexperienced than than, than what they're used to. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and you also uh, were out at Walkersville's uh, practice, and and they were for for much of the spring season the best team in the county. They they had that great win. Uh, over over Ligonor, they, they were really uh, rolling uh, over everyone, mm-hmm. uh, and and then they um, uh, played Middletown those final two weeks of the season, including the championship game, and things didn't go their way. So mm-hmm. it, it's a pretty new team at Walkersville this year, right? They are, and but they returned some guys who like played some somewhat key roles, like uh, I want to say, uh, I hope I don't mispronounce his name, Jay Sean Fulton, guys like that who are pretty good. Actually, uh, they should be fine. They'll slip right in skill position wise. Uh, but like Coach Polo said, the big thing for them, at least offensively, is the offensive line is basically all new, or they're they're new starters, and that's a, you know, that's a that's a, an issue. But that's an issue that Walkersville's had in the past, and they usually find a way to work it out. And they've had some pretty good seasons with untested offensive lines as the year progresses. They they uh, they coach them up pretty good. Uh, how how about Catoctin? I mean, I, I know they had a really injury riddled um, season last year. Um, uh, they're they're two years removed now from 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 their state championship. Uh, w- what are they sort of expecting uh, at, at Catoctin? Yeah, they could be a little bit of a mystery. I mean, like the biggest Harson Sakari is the first one you look at, and they lost him. And uh, their coach uh, um, Mike Rich was saying that basically they're going to go with a running back by committee rather than try to have you know one feature back, which uh, which is probably a good way to go because a lot of those guys are starting both ways anyway. So they're you know keep their legs. Fr- a lot of those guys are gonna have to play on the other side of the ball. So you don't want to wear somebody out and and uh, have them try to be the next Carson Sakari, Which let's face it, those guys don't come along too often. Right. And in Catoctin, uh, they'll 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 Walkersville's back on the schedule. Uh, they're mm-hmm. gonna play Brunswick, and that should be an interesting game. Brunswick beat them uh, last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 and Brunswick, I, I think, will be a, a, a pretty good team. Uh, they return. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a lot of their uh, key playmakers, including uh, Michael Souders, uh, who's the senior mm-hmm. uh, receiver and linebacker for them. Uh, they have a new quarterback, a freshman quarterback, uh, who trains at the quarterback factory uh, o- over in Crofton. Uh, he's a tall kid. Uh, his name is uh, Ethan Houck. Um, so uh, I, I, I think uh, he has a chance to be a, a very good quarterback, maybe one of the best Brunswick has produced. And uh, Brunswick was in the playoffs uh, two years ago, the expanded playoffs, and, mm-hmm. and I think they um, they won their last four games after having a tough one against Middletown to start last season, and I think Brunswick will be very good. Um, uh, and I wanted to ask you about Maryland School for the Deaf, too, because they were the only school that, that didn't play at all in the, in the last – calendar school year i mean they, they haven't played since 2019 so uh is, is is their coach is he is he worried about that i mean uh are they back at square one kind of not worried but i mean he he uh it was an issue he knew he had to deal with and um and uh, he said i guess their biggest thing is they just tried to do non-football stuff during the offseason to keep them prepared uh and they lost some key guys but then they have guys like Jaden joseph back um and but he's, he's a new head coach um so again that's one of those those question marks and they haven't played and in what man really almost two years and and a new coach so they're always good you'd say that but i mean who knows right now is a little bit of a mystery right and and of course ligonor um the only team to beat middletown last year um they have a lot of new faces they, they lost their entire offensive backfield um they have some new uh starters in, in some other spots but they they should be very strong i mean timmy connor's back as a three-year starting quarterback mm-hmm. good, good lines they, they, they like the running backs the new crop of running backs that they have so 
so you you got to think uh, uh, Ligonor is going to be pretty good. Um, Ur- Urbana returns a, a, a lot of uh, key players um, um, uh, from their team last year. They they won a couple of games, uh, but but they play they were two and four I believe during the spring. But they played everyone uh, pretty tough, including mm-hmm. Ligonor twice uh, at the end of the season. So mm-hmm. uh, so 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 Brad Wilson likes likes his team there. And, and and I guess uh, TJ uh, just gearing up for, uh, for that uh, first um, first full varsity season. Um, their numbers are good. Yeah, yeah they, they, their their numbers are good, yeah. and, uh, and and they're getting a turf field right now, mm-hmm. so they're going to play their first couple of quote unquote home games. Uh, I, I I know this Friday's games at Urbana, and, and they'll play at a couple of other different locations while their field is being completed. St. John's Catholic Prep is sort of uh, in in the same boat as they wait for their. Uh, field to be completed uh, on their campus off of Bucky's Town Pike there. So, so a lot, lot, lots of interesting th- things. Has anything really grabbed your attention or caught you by surprise uh, so far? Not so far, but I mean, again, and TJ is one to talk about because I mean, they, yeah, they won a game last year. I mean, they played the full season, took some lumps, but I mean, their numbers have grown. A fair amount of those guys are back. And uh, th- again, there, there are some mysteries and they're, they're one I'm really curious to see how they are. I mean, they, they could, they could, maybe knock off a few people and, and uh, be interesting to see. And uh, again, you know, like you mentioned Brunswick, m- much improved. I mean, you look at what over the last, what's your Jerry Smith been there now, four years, three years, something right. like that. Right. And they're coming off two back-to-back winless seasons, mm-hmm. not, not that long ago. So, mm-hmm. so Jerry's gotten there and really turned things around. And, and he, he had TJ um, mm-hmm. uh, humming too uh, when, when he was the coach there. Yeah, so I'm curious to see them now. They open against South Carroll, and, and, you, and you'll be at that game too. Yeah, yeah. very so, curious to see. Uh, and, and South Carroll was good in the spring. I mean, they were mm-hmm. four. And, I, I don't know much about South Carroll. I don't know what they bring back, what what they might have lost, but 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 um, that should be a pretty competitive game. I asked Coach Smith about them the other day, and he said they like to blitz just about every play. Mm-hmm. So with a, with a freshman quarterback, uh, that, that'll be uh, pr- pretty interesting to watch. Uh, I'll be at South Hagerstown in in, in Oakdale uh, two perennial playoff teams uh south hagerstown's always in the in the 3a playoffs and now those teams are in the same region too so so Mm -hmm. that's a game that has some early playoff implications oakdale's spring season was kind of derailed by injuries and then they had a couple of uh, covid uh, related issues and 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 just they were outplayed in some games so so Mm -hmm. it was an uncharacteristic uh two and three I, i i believe spring season uh, for Oakdale, so it's it, it's just great to have 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 the games back. Uh, uh, Ligonor will play Kenwood in Week One. Uh, Frederick, uh, uh, Kevin Perry li- li- likes his team. Uh, a lot quite, of returners, quite, yeah, quite, a, quite a bit, and they and yeah. they have a, uh, a a player, a junior, uh, Trayvon Neal, who's uh, getting some Division One looks. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he'll be their number one uh, cornerback and their number one receiver on offense. So. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Frederick gets a running back uh, back um, that they, 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 they didn't play at all last year. So uh, and, and Frederick was was two and two, I believe. So so they were competitive. So so I I'd say Frederick is is, is definitely a, a team to watch, and they open with Aberdeen uh, in 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 week one. So. Uh, Urbana is at Richard Montgomery. Middletown is at Tuscarora. That that's the only in county matchup uh, in in week one. Um, and uh, w- Walkersville uh, will play Liberty. The, the the Battle of Lions at Walkersville <laughs> is, is is dominated recently, and in Catoctin will 
face Boonesboro, and Boonesboro could be uh, a, a pretty tough team, but but Catoctin has, has, has really dominated them in their recent matchup. So, um, so uh, it, it'll be great to, to to drive up to to full stadiums again and and, and hear the band play and. Uh, and and just sort of have that slice of normalcy on on fall Friday nights again. So, and and, and the other sports are uh, kicking into gear too. Uh, have you have you heard anything about maybe maybe some standout volleyball teams or or, or soccer teams or anything like that um, so far? Oh uh, well, I like boys soccer. I imagine like teams like Tuscarora are going to be probably you know, tough this year. Really, and, and Middle, Middletown and Oakdale are always, always uh, strong. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, probably have numerous contenders out of here. And, right. Uh, uh, in volleyball, I mean, uh, Oakdale uh, with, with Coach Dorsch, um, always, always very good. They, they tend to be. Oakdale, um, Urbana, Tuscarora uh, were the big ones last year. And it, it, it's, it's interesting now because Oakdale is a 3A school. Mm-hmm. So, so does that sort of change their path um, yeah. uh, to the state title? And, and, yeah, and it's great to have state titles back in, 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 in playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, it, we, we, I guess we got to – little taste of that in in the spring but mm. but the, the the season was so short <laughs> that, that, that it just it, it just wasn't the same so so I, I i think this year will be uh much more normal and we look forward to that and uh we'll be back into full swing i, I think uh there's a brunswick invitational cross country meet there's some soccer tournaments this weekend so so in a couple of days we'll be uh we'll be uh, underway and and it'll be uh Pretty much a, a a long marathon all the way um, to to what we hope is an uninterrupted uh, run to to the state championships um, next next spring next Memorial Day. So mm-hmm. so look forward to that. All right, John. Well, we'll 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 have you back on uh, most of these weeks to to chat about this stuff. Uh, you'll be mm-hmm. my uh, look back uh, and look ahead guy uh, as we go week to week here. So. Uh, thanks for coming on. I appreciate sure. it as always. And in just a couple of minutes, uh, we will chat with uh, Kevin Kendro, Supervisor of Athletics and Extracurricular Activities for Frederick County Public Schools. So don't go anywhere, everyone. Stay tuned. Kevin Kendro is the longtime Supervisor of Athletics and Extracurricular Activities for Frederick County Public Schools. How many years now, Kevin? That's a great question right off the bat. I think I'm on year eight or nine. It's hard to believe. Yeah, it's, it's, it's moving fast. It is. Like, like it is for all of us. Uh, and this is your dream job, right? It is. I've told uh, a lot of people that I am in my dream job. It's a position that, you know, hopefully I'll retire in. I mean, what a great way to serve the community. You know, I grew up as a FCPS student athlete. I coached in the system. I was an athletic director. And now I get to, you know, work with all of our schools and all of our communities. It's it's a fun job, a very rewarding job, and one that I hope to be in for a long time. Well, welcome back to the program. So we're, we're excited to get uh, started again here. And we, we always love having Kevin on because he provides us a big picture perspective of, of what's going on with athletics uh, for Frederick County Public Schools. And uh, he, here we are, Kevin, a, c- a couple days away as we record this from uh, fall sports, really getting into full swing. I mean, uh uh, can you believe it, really? Um, it, it is hard to believe that we are here. When you look back to where we were this time last year, um, but I think there is a, a, a lot of excitement in the air for uh, this upcoming Friday, September 3rd, which is the start of our fall season. Golf, our golfers have been underway for a while, but I know from a coaching standpoint, a parent standpoint, a community standpoint, 
Frederick County holds athletics in very high regards, and folks are excited to get back to, I won't say a, a normal fall season, but pretty pretty close to a normal fall season. Do you allow yourself to use the word normal at all? or Normalcy is the term okay. that I've been using. I can't quite use the term normal. Right. I mean, this this all started, this pandemic, in, in March of 2020. Everything was happening very quickly. No one knew what quite to do. Uh, just just sort of walk us through the process of, of where we were there about uh, almost two years ago now, a year and a half ago, I, I, I guess is a more accurate thing. Uh, take us from March 2020 to where we are now. Just what has the process been like? Sure. Um, I can actually remember I was driving up to the Mount as I, as I teach a sport management course there in March of 2020. And um, I received a phone call from Mike Chavez, the athletic director at TJ High School, saying, hey, the NCAA tournament just announced no fans. And then it went to you know, cancellation. And then you know, everything was suspended for a while. We didn't know what was going on. We were in the middle of the high school basketball tournament, and you know, we were waiting, waiting. And then um, this, all of our school systems were shut down. And then we went into late spring and summer and knew that, unfortunately, spring sports weren't able to continue. So that led us into the summer of 2020, and we formed um, our return to play committee, which I'm very proud of, representation of coaches, athletic directors, administrators, doctors, school counselors, health department representatives, with you know, starting to develop a plan of reintroducing athletics. And I am very proud. I like to share accomplishments of our school system, but yeah, I was going to ask you what what are you most proud? Yeah, of? Yeah, we. Um, I I believe that you know Frederick County Public Schools took the lead, and and I think it's fair to say in the state of starting activities. We did optional summer conditioning, first school system in the state. Um, when the MPSSA announced that fall season, the fall season was canceled. Um, our leadership, you know, approved and allowed us to do those three one-month return-to-play skill-based practice seasons for fall, spring, and winter. And I did hear from spring coaches that really appreciated that because they had just lost their entire season. As a former baseball player, I just can't imagine that, you know. Um, and then that led us into being able to have a very short winter season. I wish that could have been longer. A couple of weeks, right? A couple of weeks. Um, but some of the accomplishments I like to highlight, even during that winter season, we held – inside swimming and diving meets. I believe we may have been the only group, school, non-school club, that actually had in-person swimming meets. So I'm very proud of that short two-week winter season. Definitely wish it would have been longer, especially though, you know, lost their, you know, those who were in the state tournament the year before. But then we went into the fall season and we had, you know, six plus weeks of competition. And so I think we did choose the better option um, when those two options, if you remember back in the fall, they were presented where schools could resume high school sports in October. I believe that FCPS chose the better option because those school systems that did start in October and did fall sports, they got about two weeks of games in and then got shut down. So we go six weeks of winter, or, or six, I'm sorry, two weeks of fall, six weeks of winter. And then what I'm very happy about was our spring teams. They got to have you know, a six-plus-week regular season and got to play for state championships. And obviously, we had a couple of state championships. So we ended the spring season on a high note with anticipation of, you know, getting back to, to normal in the fall. And again, we're not quite there. Normal C. Normal C. 
But on Friday night, we're going to have packed stadiums, and we're going to be playing Friday night lights. We're going to be having the Brunswick invite cross-country meet on Saturday, and we're going to be getting back into the full swing of things. Yeah, I mean, the the, the spring season in uh, 2020 was wiped out completely mm -hmm. as, as we tried to figure this thing out. We were almost through the mm -hmm. winter season. We were down to our state basketball mm -hmm. semifinals. Wrestling got in, indoor track got in, swimming got in. We were like three days away of, of, of getting through our, our, our winter basketball season when things shut down. How, how important was it to, to be back last year for, for the seniors, uh, to, to give the seniors a chance to, to have uh, one last chance to play with their friends and, and play uh, uh, interscholastic sports just for, for the seniors, and especially the seniors who got a chance to play for a, um, the playoffs and, 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 and state meets and state titles uh, uh, in, in the last spring season. Extremely important. Again, um, being a former student athlete, I know how much my sport meant to me. You know, I could not imagine um, having a year or even two years of not being able to, you know, to do the thing that I love to do, and that was to play baseball. And so for our seniors, you know, it's not about just playing their game. It's about being with their teammates. It's about putting on that school uniform. It's about the, the bus trips you know, the conversations, it's about the, the post-game meals and, you know, obviously being a supervisor of athletics and extracurricular activities, athletics is my life. But since the pandemic, I have realized, and I've told this to many people, the value of high school sports and extracurricular activities just cannot be measured. And that's why I do believe that we, as a school system, and as a state, I would even say go that far, are going to do everything we can to provide you know, the best athletic experience possible while we're still in the middle of a pandemic, because we are. Yeah. Uh, you, you said you sort of led the way uh, mm -hmm. uh, in, in, term, in terms of a lot of this stuff. Being the leader isn't always easy. Mm -hmm. uh, was there, were you nervous? Was there a little trepidation about being the first, being the leader? Because if something goes wrong, then, then you guys are really putting yourselves on the hook there. Yeah, there was. I mean, I'd be lying if I said no. When we started, when I was driving to Walkersville High School to watch that first basketball game, you know, in January during the middle of a pandemic, did thoughts cross my mind of, you know, is this going to be okay? Yes. But we also listen to the experts. Yeah. You know, we have folks like I would, I would really like to give him a shout out here is Dr. Culpepper from the health department. He's the deputy health officer. Instrumental, you know, in providing us guidance and support and one of the biggest advocates of playing high school sports. So from, you know, a research standpoint, from having the support of medical professionals, from having the support of FCPS leadership, I definitely felt comfortable. And as the days and weeks went on, I felt more and more comfortable. And, you know, I have to say this wouldn't be possible without our athletic director's support. You know, a lot of people may think, oh, it was condensed. They didn't have as much work. They worked harder than they ever have. Well, they have to set up the schedules. And yeah, the redoing the schedules bus drivers, all that from stuff. January on. I don't think they had a night off. So, you know, credit to our athletic directors and then a credit to our coaches. You know, they had to look on a daily basis. Hey, what's Kevin going to send out today? Are there going to be changes? And um, they adapted. Sometimes they didn't like it. You know, naturally, a coach, you're going to disagree with some things. But overall, um, they're the reason we were so successful. Our athletic directors and our coaches listening to the guidelines, working their tails off, and making it happen. Well, what was the most difficult part of the process? 
um, just the uncertainty, you know, and how things change. And, and, you know, rightfully so, we had, you know, different community members that felt different ways. You know, some felt that we should have been playing a lot earlier. Some felt that we shouldn't have been playing at all. And, you know, what you have to do is you have to trust the committee's decision, the medical experts that are providing you with guidance, you know, guidance that's coming out from the CDC, the AAP, MSDE. And a lot of that was changing on the fly. So, so you have to mm-hmm. uh, keep moving things around that and, was, and staying was, on top of it, right? 100%. And until I can say we just met yesterday, from the start of our return to play committee, which I believe was in June of 2020, we had a full RTP committee. When we got to October of 2020, we also added a subcommittee. And that subcommittee has met every single Tuesday. I'll just say the time, 1 o'clock p.m. to 2 o'clock p.m. And we continue to do it on a weekly basis to see where we're at in Frederick County, to look at the latest CDC, AAP, MSDE, MDH guidelines and and protocols and recommendations. And the reason we meet every week is to make sure that we can do everything we can to keep our student athletes participate in high school sports. Right. What could could have gone better? Anything you look back on and say, man, I I wish we did that a little better? That's a great question. Um, I think I wish for our winter sport student athletes and coaches, I wish that season could have been a little bit longer, but the timing was just bad. You came off of... um, you know, the holidays, you know, Christmas, New Year's, and the metrics were not very good. And so we did have to pause a little bit, and I think that was the right decision. I wish we could have started earlier. Um, so I guess that a little bit is out of our control. Um, you know, I, let, I wish for our spring student-athletes maybe a little bit longer season, but overall um, there's not much I would change. Right. What, what sort of feedback have you gotten from parents? Uh, I, I know you and your staff have been in front of the school board a couple mm-hmm. times. Just what, 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 what's been the general feedback that you've gotten, positive or negative? I'd say overall it's been positive. We yeah. have received a lot of thank yous. You know, a lot of times you receive emails and it's not positive. You only hear the negatives. But there are a lot of people that were very thankful for what we did. A lot of parents, community members, coaches have reached out. You know, I had... Um, uh, you know, a, a girls basketball coach that reached out to me and said, hey, Kevin, you know, although our regular season was only two weeks, what we were able to do during those two weeks, those, my girls, you know, she said they're going to be able to remember those two weeks for the rest of their life. You right. Know, they're going to, they had fun during those two weeks. So, um, yeah, very, very proud of our efforts. I do believe we were leaders in the state, and um, I will also say that um, our executive director, Mr. Andy Warner, sent us a nice message and thanked us in Frederick County for you know, being a county that led the way for others. Right. Because we did winter sports, we showed that, hey, we can do this. And as you saw, other school systems started to follow suit. Not everyone did fall, and then everyone did spring, so it got better and better. Right. Uh, you, you mentioned it. We're still in the, the mm-hmm. middle of this pandemic. We have a highly contagious mm-hmm. uh, variant that, 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 that's being spread. What, 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 are you, what are you still worried about? And, um, and, what, and do you maybe anticipate some snafus and hiccups coming as we get fall sports into full swing here? Yeah, it's a great point. The pandemic is, is not over. 
um, but we are going to continue to play sports. Um, what I ask is that folks just make safe and smart decisions. We, as FCPS and FCPS Athletics, are going to do everything we can you know, to make this possible. We just need you know, folks to make smart decisions at home and in the community. Um, you know, right now, for spectators, when they come to an inside event and for the fall, that includes volleyball and cheerleading competitions, um, face coverings are required. While, while playing too? Right now they're not. And the difference, and I'll explain this, because we did require during volleyball, during the... Um, and and bas basketball and too. And basketball during right. that, the COVID um, fall and winter season is right now the heat and humidity levels in our gyms, we only have two air-conditioned gyms, right. are very high. Okay. And so they are, uh, student athletes only, are allowed to remove their face coverings while actively practicing or competing in competition. Coach, coaches? Uh, coaches are masked all the time. Spectators are masked all the time. Uh, 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 athletes on, on the bench? Are... Athletes on the bench inside must wear a face covering. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and outdoor, uh, no, no capacity restrictions, right? There is, um, currently there are no capacity limits inside or outside. So we do ask that parents, spectators, community members, you know, make safe decisions. When we're outside, um, face coverings are recommended when physical distancing can, can but, occur. But not required though. Not required. And same thing for our student athletes and coaches. They're not required outside, recommended, except for while actively practicing or playing. Um, so we, it goes back to what I said earlier. We want folks to make safe and smart decisions because we are going to have student sections that can get rather large. And so we do ask you know, parents to have conversations with their, you know, their students who are coming to our games. We ask that parents and community members be smart because we want this to continue. Our student athletes want to see large crowds. You know, they want to play in front of people. So it's going to be, you know, I've used the term before in the generic, you know, athletic term, it's a team effort. Yeah. Uh, I'm going I'm to have you scoot back uh, real okay. fast, Kevin, or just have you move the mic a little more in front of your face just so, just so you're a little bit, uh, a little bit louder. Than, uh, there you go. Um, uh, is, has your anxiety level gone down? Or are, are you less worried now than you were at, uh, at this time last year? 100%. Well, no, I shouldn't say 100%. Yes, it's, it's gone down um, because we've, we've done it once during a pandemic. And we've learned a lot and things have changed. You know, you look at this time last year, we were worried about touching a cone. Yeah. Now we know that touching a cone is probably okay. And you, and you limited equipment and stuff we limited like that. equipment. Yeah. So right. we've evolved, we've learned, um, what has, you know, what scares me this time of year and this is every year is the heat and humidity. Yeah. And so we've had to put in, um, systemic additional systemic heat restrictions, multiple days this fall season right so so the sport right now that will be subject to the most restrictions just by nature of where it's played is is, is volleyball right because it because it's played indoors that is correct and one thing i should have clarified earlier is different school systems are going to have different sets of rules right and so we have given our rules and guidelines to the other counties just as other counties have given us their guidelines so our coaches and student athletes are at, you know, asked to, if they go to another county and the restrictions are less than ours, they still have to follow our restrictions. Okay. If they go to another county and the restrictions are greater, then they must respect and follow the other county's restrictions, if that makes sense. 
And then from a spectator standpoint, we do ask that parents and community members, wherever the event is held, please respect and follow their school system specific spectator guidelines. Right. Not not having fans in the stands. I know it was it, it was a bummer for everyone. I mean, the, the kids want to play in, in, in front of fans and their family and friends and stuff. But from a business standpoint, did that impact what you guys were able to do at all? Not not having that that revenue um, uh, come in at all. Yeah, I mean, it, it has. It, it's 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 had an impact on our schools. Um, gate receipts are the biggest source of revenue for our athletic departments. Yeah. So we're working on ways to provide them support, but we're also excited that schools are going to be able to. Well, number one, just have fans. Right. But also benefit financially from having those fans to support all of their athletic programs. Right. So, so back again, closer to normalcy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll, that'll be the buzz, the buzzword uh, we use here. Um, what what happens when someone tests positive uh, on a team or or an, an individual sport athlete tests positive? Um, great question. Um, and I know FCPS just put out some information this past Friday. We appreciate, you know, the news post advertising that and promoting that for us. Every situation is dealt with individual basis. Um, the athletic director and school administration, you know, works with that coach to identify the student athlete and who classifies as being a close contact, which is within six feet for 15 minutes or greater cumulative over a 24 hour period. Um, Currently, if a student athlete or a student is vaccinated and they're identified as a close contact, they do not need to quarantine. So while we can't require students and student athletes to be vaccinated, we have told our coaches, you know, the facts are the facts. It's a very, it's a benefit for vaccinated student athletes that they don't have to quarantine. But administrators and athletic directors work with the coach to identify close close contacts. From there, look at who's vaccinated, who's not, who needs to quarantine. Well, what what is the length of the quarantine? Uh, how, how long do they have to quarantine for? Ten days. Ten days. Okay. Mm-hmm. So so they could be they could miss uh, several games um, if, if if they were unvaccinated. That's correct. And we're going to continue, and schools are going to continue to to maybe err on the side of caution a little bit, you know, because we don't want to have to shut down full, you know, teams, and we want everyone to try to get. Right. Or contest in right um so if you're vaccinated it doesn't really impact you at all if, if you had a close contact if you're vaccinated and asymptomatic okay mm-hmm. if you're vaccinated and you test positive because we are having some breakthrough um positive cases mm-hmm. uh, does that impact anything yeah if, if you do test positive then you, you know you go on your isolation period the mm-hmm. the 10-day t- isolation mm-hmm. period uh, this is very difficult, but how do you know who's vaccinated and who's not? Is Great it- question. We are, you know, relying a little bit on, you know, you know, parents. We are um, asking for dates of vaccination. Yeah. So that's how currently we're handling it. And you, you are asking uh, to provide the, the the fact that they are. To be honest, Greg, I'm not. I'm yeah. not 100 percent sure on yeah. that, but I think we are asking for the dates, not okay. necessarily proof, but when you are. So, so you will have an idea who's vaccinated Correct. and who's not. It's, it's not mm-hmm. a total honor system. Hey, I got vaccinated. Um, I think that's and, yeah, right. Okay. Comfortable to say that. Right. Okay. Um, and yeah, I mean, uh, so so your, your life. Uh, is potentially easier um, or is smoother if, if, if you're vaccinated and you, you potentially face the quarantine if you're not vaccinated. Got it. What about testing? Are you requiring testing at all? Um, we are not currently requiring student athletes, you know, to be tested. I know there are some school systems that have gone that route and, you know, never say never. Um, I know um, 
there are some school systems, even in um, the state of Maryland, that are um, asking folks to either provide proof of vaccination or get tested on a weekly basis. Okay. And I believe Fairfax County, Virginia, just announced that for their winter season, all student athletes need to be vaccinated. Right. So, so, so right. Exactly. I, mm-hmm. I, I heard, heard. I heard that news. Might FC is FC, FCPS considering something similar? Or do, um, do you know that? I, I'm not sure, okay. honestly. Yeah. yeah okay. I, 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 wouldn't be fair for me to answer that because right. I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, so you're relying on people to come forward if 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 if, if, if in fact they have tested positive. Mm-hmm. Um, if if they're showing any symptomatic il- illness. Um, uh, we ask th- that those um, student athletes, you know, do go home. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily get tested right away. Okay. But to at least go home, and that is something that we've emphasized with our coaches, you know, because that's going to help them ultimately. Right. You know, we want to err on the side of caution. Right. Well, what are you looking forward to the most about the fall season? I cannot wait to just go out to an athletic contest and hear the sound of the marching band as I'm driving in, as I'm walking in, to seeing the lights of the stadium. Um, I'm looking forward to a traditional, although we did have one last year, county cross-country championships, county golf. That is something I should have mentioned earlier. We got in almost every county championship in the fall and the spring season right. last year. But overall, I'm just looking forward to going out to competitions. I've said it from day one when I got this position. I love watching our coaches coach, and I watch watching our student-athletes compete. And I'm actually excited about taking uh, in our oldest son and our middle son out and you know, getting them exposure to, hey, you know, look how fun this is, high school sports, because a little, little biased, but I'm not sure there's anything better. Right. You, you've sort of addressed this a little bit just through your previous uh, remarks here, but but I was going to ask you for an assessment of, of not only the the fall conditioning and in, in sort of the the baby return to play steps you took last year, as well as the shortened winter and, and the six-week fall and spring seasons. Those all went about as well as you could have hoped them to go? Yes. Yeah. Again, very proud of our efforts from last, from summer of 2020 to the end of the spring MPSSA state championships. This past summer, we were back to summer conditioning, weight room use. We thought that was very, very important, you know, to, to provide more normal activities, more normalcy to our student athletes. So yeah, was it a relief when you could incorporate the weight room and incorporate some equipment and stuff? Because before it was, uh, it was just basically the kids were doing body weight stuff and, mm-hmm. and working in small groups and stuff like that. So that must have been a big relief. It was. I mean, we still had some restrictions. We allow, allowed a little bit more site-based management there, you know, based on the size of the weight rooms. Um, but yes, to to see folks in weight rooms, to see um, even basketball coaches offering OTAs, which are organized training activities, pick up, you know, non-coaching activities. We wanted this summer to be, hey, you know, we're, we're, we want to see high school students engaged in FCPS-related activities. So if you were to drive out to a campus at one, you know, one of our 10 high schools, you saw a lot of activities this summer. And that's great. Weight room, as you said, extremely important. Right. Uh, so there are no real restrictions, right, other than the indoor masking for... Um, Currently. Uh, I mean, you know, right, yeah. the term that I use and everyone chuckles when, when I say it is the guidelines are fluid. And right. They're going to continue to be fluid. Yeah, I, we, we met with athletic directors on Monday, you know, and I said, look, you know, they haven't changed in, you know, pretty much since the fall season began. However, you never know. I could come back next week and say this is the change that's going to be implemented. I said, you know, I just asked them to please remember, 
And I ask that everyone who's listening to this podcast, remember, any change that we make, we're doing it because we feel it's in the best interest of student athletes and coaches to improve safety. Right. You know, there's no, we don't want to make some change that's going to limit spectators or face covering policies. But, you know, our main goal is to keep games being played. And so the changes that we make are going to be made to help ensure that we can play as many games as possible, that we can get to the postseason and that we could have teams competing for field hockey, soccer, volleyball, football, cross country, golf, state championships. Yeah. Well, what does it mean to have state championships back in the mix? Oh, think about it. You know, um, that's what a lot of our uh, coaches, that's what they strive for. You know, they want to be in the state tournament. Um, and so that's just, you know, that adds, that's a goal. That's some for some, that's, it may not be goal number one, but it's it's up there. And so that just gives folks, makes maybe make someone work a little bit harder. You know, they want to get to Navy Marine Corps Stadium, you yeah. know, for that championship. Yeah. C- can you imagine a younger you, a younger Kevin Kendrow going through the last year and a half here? <laughs> Honestly, I think about that because, you know, you never want to forget where you came from. And, you know, 1997, my senior year at TJ High School. I woke up every day, and I'm not exactly, the first thing that I thought about was baseball. I can remember driving home, crying after we got upset in the regional championship, because in my mind, I had no doubt we were going to win the state championship. And so, um, yeah, believe me, I, I know how much our student-athletes and coaches and communities hold athletics in high regards. Right. Uh- I, I know you can't answer this definitively, and, and, and I, I don't know how much of a sense you have of it, but you, you get the sense that most of the staff and most of the of-age athletes are vaccinated in the county. Um, I don't know. I would say in our return-to-play committee meetings when we're working with the health department that um, we're doing pretty well. Uh, the numbers in Frederick County are, mm-hmm. are Yeah, are, very well, and we're, you know, are, we're excited are, are, about— are, are decent, yeah. 60 percent of the population of Frederick County. Yeah, it may, might even be higher. more yeah. at this time. But we're also excited about, you know, as a school system in general and our future student athletes and our spectators of when the ability for the younger age when that vaccination approval is done. Yeah, we're looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. The, the booster shots are coming. That mm-hmm. that, that could help stave off uh, future outbreaks. Mm-hmm. It, it, it doesn't seem like the winter is going to be as bad this year i mean at least we hope not yeah we're hope uh, it, you know, we're hoping so because last winter was was tough for for a lot of folks and and we didn't have the vaccine until last december so mm-hmm. it, 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 it's good to have that tool um a little side issue aside from um the, the covid stuff uh, there's a bus driver shortage right now mm-hmm. uh, across the country could that impact uh, athletics in frederick county public schools uh, we haven't seen it yet, and I know that um, Fred Puntiero, who's our transportation manager and our bus drivers, we consider them an important part of our team. Our bus drivers are unbelievable in Frederick County, and I'd like to give a shout-out to, to Fred and Fred and his team. Whenever we ask transportation for something, they just make it happen. I don't know how he does it and how they do it, but they just make it happen. So we have not seen it impact athletics yet. Um, and we have like last year during COVID, we did allow more personal and private transportation. Yeah. Um, and we still allow that to some extent. Right. So to answer your question, um, it has not impacted athletics yet, but if I know our transportation team, I don't think there's going to be any issues for athletics. Okay. Good, mm-hmm. good, good. Because I mean, cause that's another 
issue that you don't even think of. That, 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 and that's that, a that, testament that, to them, right? Yeah. You think of that and it's just in a way you don't have to worry about it because they're that good. Right. Uh, practice started August 11th. What, what have you been hearing from coaches, athletes, um, and just you, you, your staff s- since that date about uh, getting getting close to normalcy, I hear? Hearing great feedback. Again, this the only difficult part has been the, the heat and humidity. August 11th, 12th, and 13th, those first three days are, were, I believe, three of the hottest days of the whole entire year. So we've seen a lot of practice restrictions that have been put in place um, for those after-school hours of 2.30 to 6. So like football has been extremely limited in the number of days they could go full pads. So they can either, they've either chosen to go during that 2.30 to 6 time frame with helmets only, or they go after 6 if they would like to, you know, put full pads on. And so they've, you know, we've, they've adjusted to that. No one ever questions, which is great, our heat and humidity, because we're always going to err on the side of being safe there. I, I've been out of football practice, and I've seen some trainers come out and talk to coaches, and, and I've, I've, I've seen them say, hey, we have to go inside. Good. And, yeah. And, we, and that's stuff just, like that. Man, you talk about a group that please thank. If, you get the, if you're listening to this and you're a parent or community member and you get the opportunity to thank your school's athletic trainer, please do so. They're awesome. Yeah, I've seen it in action. Mm-hmm. I, I will say your, your, your process is, is in place there. Mm-hmm. And, and I've, I've seen the trainers come out and say, hey, we have, we have to go in. Mm-hmm. It, does, it doesn't matter where we are. Um, and our coaches and, listen to them. And, That's and, one thing we say you're never going to second guess. They're, they're doing it for your best interest. Right. Um, you know, we have wet bulb thermometers that we use where they're measuring heat and humidity, wind temperatures. And so we take safety as our number one priority, always has. It's never going to change. For, for practice and when, when they're indoors, because the weather is chased mm-hmm. a lot of teams indoors because you're, you're, you're dealing with these late afternoon storms, which mm-hmm. have, I, I know wreaks some havoc, too, uh, with some coaches and teams. Uh, do the kids have to wear the masks in, inside while participating in practice? We apply the same rules while they're actively for different than last year, while they're actively practicing or competing, they may remove face coverings. Some of our student athletes and coaches choose to keep them on, especially if they're doing a more low intensity activity. But um, yeah, currently that is, you know, while you're actively practicing or competing, face coverings may be removed. Right. So where will you be uh, Friday night? I will be at Tuscora High School. I always look at the schedule that is our, although we have seven games going on, football games, uh, we have one that involves two FCPS schools. So that's Middletown at Tuscarora. Right. So I may try to... Uh, you bounce around though, right? You, you, go, you try and get... To yeah, I don't know where that, 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 that'll be my primary spot. I'll probably go to somewhere else on the way home. Uh, then Saturday morning, it's kind of an annual tradition that I will start my morning on Saturday, nine o'clock at Brunswick. And that for the is... Brun- for the Brunswick invitation. For the Brunswick invite, Brunswick which country. I think they have like... 21 or 22 teams yeah i mean this is the first weekend as we, as we get in, mm-hmm. into high gear here you sort of give us a rundown of what's what's on tap for for, uh, for the week ahead just some of the bigger events yeah well again um friday is the first mpssa play day so that's for all school systems in the state with the exception of golf a lot of people don't know but golf is actually allowed to play on the first day of practice if they want it they can have a well, match because because they have issues with daylight daylight like yeah, yeah they have to start right. their season a little bit earlier and so um but everyone else begins this friday so what's on tap is some friday football games again which you know Se- seven games in the county right? seven games and, in the county and, and, week and one it's, and it's nice to see them the out of county teams playing the county teams like before when, when you guys mm-hmm. were in your shortened season you, you they're 
Frederick County teams were playing Frederick mm -hmm. County teams. Now it's nice that you're getting some inter-county matchups. Yeah, and we got that approval pretty early on in the process. So that helped our athletic directors and coaches schedule those games when we said, look, next year we're, we're going to open up. And there are some school systems that did not allow scrimmages out of county. We did. And so um, our leadership, that's one thing I should have said is I'm very thankful and proud that our leadership, our Board of Education, has kind of really trusted us, has trusted the return to play committee and subcommittee. Um, you know, we send our recommendations to them and they pretty much have approved what we've done. Is, is it nerve wracking getting in, up in front of the board, Kevin? Cause you're sort of all like, yeah, you have your desk there and it, mm -hmm. it, feels, it, it looks like you're on a bit of an island there and, and, and you're getting grilled from, from, from all sides here. You know, it, um, I can't say that I don't get nervous. I think you should get nervous if right. you're, you know, if you're in right. front of uh, the, the board. But I've always felt, just as a coach, just as a former student athlete, if I've prepared, I shouldn't be as nervous, right. you know? Right. And so I try to come into those meetings prepared. <laughs> it's not an interrogation. I don't mean to admit, but, yeah, but, yeah. but, but it almost comes off that way because here you are. You're at, yeah, you're, I understand. You're, uh -huh. at, you're, you're at your own table mm -hmm. and everyone's firing and, 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 you, and you get some tough questions well, too. We do, yeah. but, you know, our board is part of our team and, you know, they want to see our student athletes do well in the classroom and in extracurricular activities and in, in athletics. And so, yeah, we may get some difficult questions, but they want they want some answers and, and we're there to provide them with the answers, take their recommendations as well. And so, you know, I presented so many times last year, I've got more and more comfortable yeah, you, with you, each board you, meeting. You're, you're an old pro at this Correct. now, so not, yeah. not, nothing can phase you anymore. Uh -huh. Um, uh, any soccer tournaments, any other big, uh, yeah, there's a few events? soccer tournaments. Yeah. I, I believe I want to say at Frederick high school on Friday. Um, and so I may even, cause I think there's some earlier games there. So I may be able, may be able to catch a soccer game, no FCPS versus FCPS, but out of County teams coming in for a tournament. So I may be able to catch a soccer match before going out to the six thirty uh, football game. That's one thing. We have adjusted. Majority of our schools have gone from seven to six thirty yeah, for well, football games. Why is that? We were wondering that. Kind of a trend, to yeah. be honest with you. I mean, it helps us out. Yeah, it gives us an extra half hour on deadline. Football so. games have gotten longer over the years as teams throw the ball more. Yeah, you know, it stops the clock. It yeah. stops the clock. You know, and so you know, it's it's better for you know, uh, you know, parents with ch young children. Yeah. It's better for administrators not as late. It's better for folks like you, um, and so you know, we haven't required it. And so we do have like Brunswick, for instance, right now for this season, they're still going to go at seven. Yeah, I was, mm -hmm. was going to ask you because some schools could stick to the seven o'clock. Yeah, we have made it's It's school choice principal in yeah. consultation with, right. you know, their athletic and, director. And, and, but most go along, at least for football, most go along with the 630 start. Yeah, I think nine yeah. of our schools are going at I 630. Mean, everyone likes to get, get home a little bit earlier, yeah. I guess. And we so. do have, um, you know, TJ with the Artificial Turf Construction Project. They're playing all of their games right now while their field's being done. Right. Um, when, when will that be done? Do we know? We're hoping um, early to mid-October because okay. the plan right now is for our fall CMC championship. Hood is not available this year. Just every few years it happens. Yeah. The weekend that we need, they have games or homecoming weekend. So I work closely with, you know, Chad, Coach Dickman over there. And they're just, Dr. Kolb, they're great. Um, but we're going to, have them at TJ if we can. We think that's be a fun way if it's completed to say, "Hey, welcome to the new TJ Field, host right. of the 2021 Fall CMC Championships." Right. 
uh, Kevin used to be the athletic director at Urbana, mm-hmm. and I know you had a piece of turf, uh, uh, artificial turf, I believe, on your wall uh, mm-hmm. at, at Urbana, and, th- and that was your that, that, that again that was sort of like a, a vision, mm-hmm. uh, your, your dream, mm-hmm. and, and now most schools in the county that, that have a turf field. There's only there's only a couple that don't. A couple have have a, a turf practice field. Just ha- how proud of you are. We are, uh, we, you know, that, we're, we're excited because not only do the schools that have them, other schools get the benefit from them. Um, um, the you community know. does too. I oh. mean, they could have their events on mm-hmm. them too. And that's yeah. what we like. Our high schools are, their high schools are supposed to be the center of the community. You know, that's where people are supposed to go, you know, to watch a Friday night football game or a soccer game. And they're supposed to be used when they're not used for school use. So yeah, very proud of what we have. I'm hoping that we can get to all 10 of our schools. I don't really know how or when or what that would look like well, well some have to be replaced uh, mm-hmm. uh, coming up are, 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 are we nearing the expiration date for some of these yeah fields? there were actually a couple that did get replaced okay. so oakdale yeah. middletown were recent recently replaced so okay. it's going to be a few years now where that will have to be done again right uh how's your personal life your your at-home life changed now that things are ramping back up again i, I know you have young kids uh, mm-hmm. uh, your, uh your wife and uh, young kids that, that also play play sports i know just just how does how does your personal life and your schedule change at this time of year um i'm very thankful that i have um a wife who um was a former student athlete a way better athlete than i was was a wendy's high school heisman winner Uh, jen was a better athlete than you 100 i'll say it i've told everyone that yep she is 100 percent a better athlete than i am (laughs) she can beat me in golf she can beat me in swimming right now does she Uh, hold this stuff over your head or no uh, she's too she's too modest about it but uh everyone knows that the uh (laughs) the facts and genes are better than the kendro genes okay um but you know we have three boys now yeah. uh caden yeah. is seven seven and a half uh camden is four and a half and then carson was born of uh march of the pandemic okay and so uh, a lot you know, say in some ways that helped us you know we were home more yeah with, with him but um caden our oldest is involved in uh baseball which is you know my personal love and, and soccer right, right right now and you know my wife is coaching i'm coaching baseball and the one thing that helped me, it was during March, April, May last year, was um, I coached his baseball team, Caden's baseball team, and, and Jen told me, you know, it was really good to see you out there coaching because it's been a stressful year. And she said, when I watch you coach, I just watch your smile on your face. And yeah. I'd be lying if I said that I had a smile on my face 24-7 during right. the pandemic because that was not true. Right. Were you, were you working from home or were you going into the office? or where, No, where, where, um, where was... I worked from home in the, you know, the early to mid-summer. But once August came around um, with three little ones yeah. and just, I, it sounds funny, but better technology at the office, I would go into the office every day. Right. So now you'll be out at events uh, mm-hmm. on, on, on most nights. Do the boys come along and, and check out some good yeah. high school sports with Just you, had or? that conversation. Caden yeah. um, is at that age where I think he wants to. He also, we, we tend, Jen, my wife, you know, tend to do some like a movie night on Friday. Yeah. And so I'm trying to do the best of both worlds maybe that, right. hey, you know, with football games going earlier, you know, go out to a soccer game first. You know, he's playing soccer right now, go to a football game, and then, you know, I can drop you off and you can watch a movie with mommy while daddy goes out to the next game. Right. Um, but I, a good friend of mine is Eric Michael, who is the supervisor of athletics in Washington County. Yeah. And his son is a senior now. Okay. And so we talk a lot about it. And he said that one of his favorite part of his jobs, and he said he, he believes that his son, it was right around this age, maybe a year later, where he really wanted to start going with daddy 
to games. Yeah. And so I'm excited to be able to take the boys to games to yeah. say, you know what, hey, this could be you right. one day. Yeah. Playing ba- playing mm-hmm. baseball. And for... then the conversations to the game and coming home from the game. I know when I coached Caden this year in baseball, that was some of my favorite parts was just talking on the way to the game and the way home. Just, you know. Have you been to some Oriole or National games or um, yeah? We or... actually haven't. I wish we, we could. I would really like to get down to Camden Yards. Um, I'm very happy to report that Caden is a Yankee fan like his dad. Yankees. So he okay. has not taken over. He's not um, – gone with Jen's side of the Orioles. Okay. Uh, yeah. Is, is that an issue in the Kendro household? Yeah, we're, we're a little bit of a house divided in that regards, but uh, <laughs> I'm comfortable to say so far, Caden's made the right choice. <laughs> yeah, the Orioles are having a, mm-hmm. having, having a tough time, as, as, as everyone knows. Are you guys district, are your kids, uh, will they go to Frederick High? or? Uh, no, we actually live um, in Middletown. In Middletown. And so, okay. yeah, our yeah. Um, Caden goes to Middletown Primary School, so they'll attend Middletown School. We used to live in downtown Frederick, loved it. When our family grew, you know, we wanted a bigger house, and we ended up, I student taught in Middletown a long time ago, went to Shepherd College, used to drive through it. I always liked it, and my wife thought, man, Middletown's so far away, and we went out looking. It just just happened to work out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, There you go. Mm -hmm. So what will go through your head, what will will the emotions be be like as you're pulling into a school on on friday night for football and and, and, and you, you hear the band you, mm-hmm. you, you, so you start to experience some of the things you, you mentioned a little earlier. yeah it's right now a little bit of goosebumps you know it is you get out of the car it just feels different if you look at the temperature i even joke around it might be a little bit of sweatshirt weather on friday right. night you know yeah um so just that atmosphere of yeah, in, in the 50s I, I, mm-hmm. I, I heard for this for this friday night potentially yeah so you gotta love that right for soccer for cross country the next morning for football great great weather but the motions will be i'm excited to see folks in the stands you know i'm excited to see um a more normal fall season yeah, yeah. We're, we're getting closer we're creeping closer to normalcy mm-hmm. so kevin thanks for coming in we, we always we always love having you on and always appreciate your perspective and stuff like well i would that, like so. to say thank you greg and on behalf of i know our coaches um and a community, being a coach, you know, being a former coach, a community member, athletic director, you know, people are excited about the return of your podcast. Oh, well, I, I, I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. So t- t- tell, tell your friends. I, I know you took a picture earlier, so hopefully that, that – Yep, plan to tweet that out. Hopefully uh-huh. that generates a little buzz for us too. So we're, we're happy to be back, thrilled to be back, and, and we'll, we'll, let's go normalcy. Uh, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll, let's, let's keep creeping closer and closer. So. 100%. Uh, thanks for coming in, uh, and uh, my thanks to uh, Graham Cullen uh, for, for being back and, and helping uh, to uh, produce the podcast. And uh, we'll be back next week with another episode of The Final Score. We'll talk to you then, folks.